This is Dr. Hubert, and you're listening to The Dr. Hubert Show. Hello, friends. Welcome to The Dr. Hubert Show. I am super excited about today's show because today is your day. Today is your day to become the best you. I am just thrilled to be here today. I'm thrilled you've chosen to listen to the show and join us and be a part of this. Um, You know, as we age and as time goes on, it's becoming very evident that time is our most valuable asset. Uh, For a long time, I've been saying that health is our most valuable asset. And I agree, health is very important. We absolutely need our health because without our health, nothing really matters. But um, I'm starting to value time just as much as anything on the planet because I can kind of see that this all will eventually end. Um, So we're all getting older. Uh, None of every single birthday, we are getting close and closer to the end, which just means time is more valuable. It just means we need to do more with our time. And, and in our youth, 25 years ago, if someone had asked me about time, uh, my reaction would have been, uh, I have plenty of it. I have plenty of time. You know, I, I probably wasted a lot more time then than I do now. So if you're wasting time, just realize that uh, time is your most valuable asset. We need our time because it's time for you to become better, good, great, uh, just to be the best you can be. And if we're wasting time, we're definitely not doing that. And uh, one of the one of my my dad, I think about my late father all the time. And and he always said, son, this isn't a rehearsal. It was one of his favorite sayings. He would always say, son, this isn't a rehearsal. And by that, he meant go live your life, uh, live your life to the fullest, live your best life, uh, make your make your dreams come true. Uh, he also really meant that that if your life is broken and you're not happy with your life, uh, only you can fix your life. So go fix your life. Make the best of it. Make the most of it. And he would just always say, son, this isn't a rehearsal. And mainly he would say that whenever he saw me in distress or trying hard or bitter or angry or upset, uh, he would just say, son, this isn't a rehearsal. And it's not. Uh, Every single day counts. Every single minute counts. Every hour counts. So do something with it. Do something to make your life every single thing you want it to be. Uh, What I heard this saying one time, and it said, what does your dash mean? He meant it's your life to make it everything you want it to be. And only you can fix your life. If your life is broken, fix it. Uh, Start fixing it today. You might not finish it today, but you can start today. And I remember reading this one time and it talked about what is the most important part of your headstone. And I know it's kind of chilling or kind of a daunting thought to think about what is your, what is your headstone going to look like. But the most important part of your headstone is not the day you were born and is not the day you die, but it's the dash in between. What does your dash mean? When you ask yourself, what does your dash mean? This little dash between the day you were born and the day you die is the most important part because that's your whole life. That's the way you lived it. That's Did you do things in your life that are going to leave a legacy? And if you're you're not on road to leave a, leave a legacy, um, today's your day to start. Today's your day to start making a difference to leave a legacy, something that's going to continue to grow well beyond your time here on this earth. So ask yourself daily, what does your dash mean? Are you doing anything to make your dash proud? Are you doing things that are going to continue to grow and be nurtured and, and move on well past you? 
because the reality of it is this all ends. The most important part, the most important part of your entire life is what does your dash mean? Make sure Make sure that you're well aware uh, of the things you're doing, the way you're spending your time, what you're doing with your time, because that is the most valuable part. So um, obviously our life is here to live. We want to we want to be happy in our lives. We want to make sure that the majority of our time spent is for the greater good. How many people can you help? How many people can you serve? How happy can you be when you walk into a room? Are people happy to see you or are they heading for the back door because they want nothing to do with you? So so just look at your life from 50,000 feet. I know I say that all the time, but kind of just take a, a self-examination, take inventory of where you're at and what's happening. Uh, for me, I had a very unique experience last week, and it's one that I'll never forget. Last Tuesday, uh, I had just a couple minutes, and for whatever reason, I did what I tend to do from time to time is I clicked on Facebook, and I was probably on there no less than, uh, no more than a couple of minutes, and I was scrolling through, and I saw this post where somebody was looking for this specific car. And this specific car was one of my dream cars. I've been a car guy a long time. I, I grew up with cars. I really like cars. I like fast cars. American-made muscle cars are kind of my thing. And, and this guy had these specific requests in search of this specific car. And, and I thought, yeah, right. Um, they didn't make very many of them and most of them aren't in great shape. So I just noticed that this post had 12 comments on it. So I just decided to click on the comments to see exactly what, what the comments were all about. So the very first comment was this guy in Florida and he said, my customer has one of these cars and it's actually perfect. It only has 15,000 original miles. Well, these cars were only made in 1993. So it was a 1993, it only had 15,000 miles. And he said the interior was perfect, which was hard to come by because all of these cars really had trashed out interior. Their interior wasn't very durable from the start. So most of them now, almost 30 years later, are just in shambles. And the factory paint was perfect. Everything was perfect. It had a convertible top. It was the original top. It was perfect. So I was thinking, is this real? So I clicked on it and got the guy's information, sent him a message. Hey, is this real? Tell me about it. How did you come across this? This probably is worthy of a museum. And he said, yes, yeah, this old man that, that's a customer of mine. And he bought it for his wife, brand new in 1993. So I started doing a little research and I found out that they only made 113 of these cars in 1993, 113 total. Now they estimate there's less than 50 of them left. So I was like, my goodness, this is super rare. This is, this is one of these things you just don't come across. I kind of got excited. I didn't really need the car. I just wanted the car really, really bad. So I told the guy, I said, I'll call you as soon as I get off. I'm busy. I'll call you when I get off work. I called him up and we got to chatting and got to talking about this. And uh, by Friday, I'd made arrangements to actually fly to Florida to look at this car and try to make a deal on the car. So I got up at four o'clock in the morning, was in Dallas at the airport, flew to Florida. Um, uh, I was in Florida by one o'clock. So I was pretty serious about trying to get this car because I knew it was a piece of history. I knew it was one of the last remaining, especially in this condition. I had no doubt that it was the finest and the nicest one in the country. 
And like I said, I was well aware that I didn't need it. I just wanted it very bad. And I got there and there was this man and he was close to 90 years old and he was really frail, but he was sharp as a tack. He told me all about the day he bought the car. He bought the car off the showroom floor for his wife in 1993. And then less than a year later in 1994, she had a heart attack and died. He was married to her for 29 years and he just kept the car. He kept the car in immaculate shape. Uh, the car actually recently uh, survived Hurricane Michael, which pretty much decimated Panama City, Florida. So he kept it in perfect shape. He only went to car shows with it. He had the factory floor mats. I believe the floor mats are supposed to be some of the rarest floor mats on the planet. And he had those in the trunk. He said, I only use them for car shows. And it was just really interesting as we were talking about all kind of his memories with the car and he could tell you everything about it. It had all 100% factory parts, never involved in any accidents, everything matched. He said there's a really nice one in the in, in the museum uh, in North Carolina, but he said he said their parts aren't matching. He said mine are. So we started to hash out and make the deal on the car. We finally got to a place where we made the deal. And as I was getting ready to go back to airports, my, my goal was to get the deal done starting at one, one o'clock that day and then be back on the plane by 5.30 and try to be back home uh, before midnight that night. So it was a long day. It started at 4 a.m. and literally it, it went until midnight the next or midnight that night. So we worked the deal and I remember as I was getting ready to leave, obviously there was a special bond because he told me, he said, he said, Doc, you're buying a piece of my heart. He said, that car is a big piece of my heart. And that kind of pulled strings with me. I kind of teared up. He was teared up. It was a bittersweet thing. He was glad to know that the car was going to an owner that was going to keep it in the factory original perfect position that was going to be climate controlled and well taken care of. And I just assured him that his car was about to live its best life, that it was going to live the best life it ever lived with me. And I had this overwhelming responsibility to make sure that I was going to take care of this car just like, just like he did. And as I was on the plane coming back, I thought, you know, when this car was made, when he bought the car, I was 13 years old and I didn't even have a driver's license. But somehow I felt like God knew that I would eventually own this car someday, even though when it was when it was made and it was bought, I didn't even have a driver's license. And here he saved it for almost 30 years for me. And then I got to thinking, I'm going to end up saving this car for the next person. So I'm going to do everything I can do to keep it in the factory original shape and, and as perfect as I can. But it's only for the next person, because at some point I'm going to be faced with the same hard decisions that he was having to make. And that's who do I sell the car to? Who do I get rid of? it? How do I get rid of it? Do I leave it to friends? Do I leave it to family? Or do I just find it a good home that I know uh, that's going to kind of continue this legacy and continue this story? So it was just a touching thing. I went there for a car, but it really changed the perspective on my whole life because I really kind of got to see what is what does my life look like in 30 years or 40 years? Um, I have to make some of these same hard decisions that kind of just pull pull at your heartstrings. They just it just it really kind of just touches you <clears throat> to know that 
at some point, um, this is only just a fragment. This is only a fragment of life. This isn't a rehearsal. We're going to be doing somewhat of the same things. As bittersweet as it was, it was really nice and really uh, a good feeling to ease this guy's mind that his car was going to be well taken care of. As soon as it arrived to me, it, I actually got it. I had to transport there, pick it up, and I actually got it on late that Sunday night. Um, and I sent him pictures of it, that it was all tucked away in my garage. It was safe. It was clean. It was happy. And I, I was trying to do everything I could to make sure that he felt good about this. But the the moral of this is, is that every single second of every day is a valuable second. I'm sure when he bought the car, he never even considered that at some day he was going to be faced with the reality of having to get rid of it. I mean, he bought the car for his wife. They were supposed to have a lot of fun in it and have a good time. And it was just something that was going to, you know, excite her. And then life just stopped. I mean, literally less than a year later, she has a heart attack and dies. And he was married to her for 29 years. Uh, the love of his life, he'd been remarried since then, but you could tell that that was just a big piece of his life, a big piece of his, his heart. And now I have the responsibility of just continuing that, that legacy, that just that piece of piece of history. He knew what he had. He knew everything about it. He knew how many were made. He knew where the other decent ones were, but he was quite confident that his was the finest one in the world. And now I've had the opportunity to own it. And the first one I ever saw, I was 16 years old and I saw this car, this one just like it. And I thought if I'm ever into a, in a place where I find one that's perfect and super clean, uh, I'm definitely going to buy it without hesitation. And like I said, I didn't need the car. I just wanted the car really, really bad. But the car came with such an amazing story. And I think the car really came into my life just to remind me how precious life really is and how short it really is and that we really shouldn't take for granted um, how little time we actually have and how, how little time we have to make a difference. So more than more than anything else, you know, it makes me really want to focus on inspiring others, you know, learning, learning more things, you know, preserving history and really helping people understand uh, the, everything they can about themselves, you know, grow to the to the level that God really wants you to be, to be able to inspire people, to be able to help people and ultimately leave, leave a legacy. So part of this guy's dash, you know, whenever his day does come, I'm, I'm guessing it's probably less than a year away. I never I never try to play God, but. He said his health has just been unbelievably bad, but he was having a good day that day. And I just thought about his dash. What does his dash mean? And this this car was a big piece of his dash. You know, it, it, it held a piece of his heart and it took I'm sure it took all the courage in the world for him to sell it to me. Um, but luckily, I, I really feel like. I, I'm going to embrace the responsibility of continuing this legacy, continuing this part, a piece of history and being able to share this with other people. Uh, the story itself is just priceless. But the best part of it is, is that it's going to continue. So ask yourself daily, what does your dash mean? Are you doing things that are going to leave a legacy? Are you doing things that are destructive? Are you making a difference in in mankind? Are you helping other people? Are you growing? Are you trying to be better every single day? And that's exactly what we're here for. We're here for a very, very short time in the grand scheme of things. When you look at how big and how vast the world is, our time here is short, it's limited. So we've got to do everything we can to live our best life because this all ends. So keep that in mind. Y'all have a wonderful day, a wonderful weekend. 
God bless. We'll be back same time, same place. Live your best life.